everyone, it's Danielle. I'm in Malaysia right now. Um, I'm continuing this, I think it'll be a three-part series on giving. Mm. I'm reflecting on a period of time in my life, a couple years ago, where God responded to me, just pouring out my soul to Him and just asking earnestly for Him to expose any unrighteous thoughts or behaviors in myself regarding money, regarding giving, tithing, uh, any kind of faith in his provision and any lack of faith in trusting him to provide. Uh, and he, during this period of time, he responded so faithfully. I mean, he, like, I, I asked him to, Lord, just I want to be like a lump of silver that you beat and beat and beat and hammer into plate. I want to be so, so smooth and so pure that I look like a mirror and I reflect you. Uh, so I decided, I was already someone, I think, who was a generous giver, uh, no judgment attached, but just my own personal belief was to give more than I could afford. And as a practice, I always tithed about 20% of every penny I ever made. I believed, I believe if, uh, if I gave God the very least that I could give him, then I believed that's what I would get back from him. So, already, as someone giving 20% of every penny she makes, I I kind of upped the ante a bit. I said, Lord, I want to give you an entire month's wages, every cent that I earn in one month out of every year. I had no idea the lessons and the, the depth of what he would teach me. I had no idea these things that would come out of this. It was just uh, just a, an act of faith, a challenge to myself. Like, Lord, I want to go to work every day working for you. Um, what What spurred this challenge in myself was... Um, so I had worked as a waitress for several years, off and on, because it allowed me the freedom to travel the world, to work for a few months, have some cash in my pocket and my bank account, and then take off. I knew that my job really wasn't that important, so I could request off a few months at a time and come back when I felt like it or was broke. <laughs> and no one really minded, like, oh, yeah, you're back. Yeah, you start Monday. You start work Monday, your first shift's at four. You know, it, it worked perfectly for me because uh, it gave me the freedom to travel that I wanted and the cash in hand. Um, so the Lord really started showing me something. Um, well, in Hawaii, uh, we have a lot of tourists, and a lot of people don't know that tipping was... So I've heard tipping was invented in the U.S. It means to ensure promptness, T-I-P, uh, with the American spelling, to ensure promptness. So it's kind of like the, the Pavlov's dog experiment. You know, uh, people respond better 
to stimulus or challenges or anything if there is some kind of reward at the end. Uh, it's why you see people when they're training dogs or dolphins or anything, they're often rewarded with food. In today's society, money is basically our food. It gets us everything that we need. Um, so, uh, Hawaii is a tourist-based economy, largely. We have other industries, like, you know, pineapples, tuna, whatever. Um, so, working in a restaurant in Hawaii, generally you're going to be serving tourists as well as locals. And whether they're Australian or Japanese, Chinese, anything, most people from other countries are automatically included in their bill. They're charged a service charge. So the thought of paying your bill plus throwing cash on the table is weird to them. So there's a variety of people who don't know about tipping and then there's a, a portion of them who just don't care. And uh, so sometimes you've literally done the best job you could do. You have met every need, perfectly timed their meals. You've been kind and gracious and serving as a waitress. You've done everything that you possibly can to serve these tables of people and when their bill comes, they leave exact change, they say thank you, and they split. And sometimes you're left feeling crushed. Like, oh my gosh, do, do they have any idea that I actually lost money serving them? That it cost me something for an hour of my time to serve them because now I, on a percentage of every single check, that I sell every item of food, every drink, every dessert, every bill that I drop, a portion of that, I have to pay my busboys. I have to pay the people who ran my food from the kitchen to the table who dropped it off. I have to pay my bartenders. So yes, each table is tipping me, but then I'm tipping three different sections of people within the same restaurant who are also serving me. So a tip in that restaurant is used for several levels of service. That guy who took your plate away, I have to pay him. That bartender who made your mojito, I have to pay her. That girl who dropped off your steak, I have to pay her. And so sometimes it gets to you when you've been gypped five or six tables in a row, you now have $300 in sales that you have to tip out seven or eight, 10% of that. It gets to you. You should think, I'm literally doing all of this work for nothing. I'm not being appreciated. I, I don't even know if I'm going to make enough money to tip out my coworkers tonight. And, and so sometimes a little bit of fear would, would work its way into my mind as well as other servers. Uh, a little bit of pride, like how dare they? You know? And so, so now that this scene is set, um, sometimes, you know, and, and the shifts were like, sometimes nine hours long. And some of my coworkers wore pedometers and they recorded on average 12 miles a shift that we were walking back and forth, back and forth. This was an enormous restaurant. Uh, it took a hundred employees to run one shift. 
um, managers, cooks, prep, dishwashers, busboys, servers, food runners, everyone. And then at capacity, we could serve almost 500 guests an hour. And just a massive, massive place. And sometimes the stress would get to you. It would get to me. And sometimes I would have a table leave. They got a $100 check. They gypped me. Now I, I owe $10 off that check as well as what they have gypped me. I've lost $10. And then another table comes. I've lost another $10. And then another table comes. They had a $50 check. I've lost $5. All of these tables have cost me money. I'm wasting my time. I'm smiling at strangers for nothing. Um, I'm walking nonstop. I haven't eaten in seven hours. You know, the stress, the, the chaos gets to you. I've now dodged 15 trays in the face. I've ducked, I've, everything, you know. And it would get to me. And so sometimes I would, I would pick up the money. I realize they've left exact change. I cannot say anything to these guests. Like if we ever said, hey, you didn't tip me, you would be fired on the spot. So you can be gypped and gypped and gypped and mistreated and ripped off. And you couldn't say a word. Nothing. Not to anyone. You would be fired on the spot. Even if they didn't complain right then and they called back an hour later to complain about you. And if they remembered your name or where they were sitting, your your section in that restaurant could be tracked. The manager could realize it was you. You would be fired on the spot for mistreating guests at any cost. So... You just have to take it with a smile. But on the inside, that was where my attitude really was sometimes. Um, sometimes I could smile at guests and walk away spitting fire at them. And just thinking, you piece of garbage. I know you read that. Uh, there was a little reminder on the bottom, like, please, as a... As a, an act of gratitude for your server, it is hoped for in the U.S. that guests tip their servers. Something like that. It was it was written really nicely, uh, and so most of them read it and knew, and some responded well, and then some people just didn't care. Like, oh, you should get a real job. You don't need to be serving if you need my tips. And so sometimes those attitudes could get to you, the stress, the chaos, everything like I've explained. And sometimes I would walk away from those people thinking, you disgusting cow, I know you read that. How dare you? And one night, this is one of the clearest things that the Holy Spirit has ever said to me. He said, so you... You want to learn what it means to have a giving spirit. And yet you curse the very people my son died to save. How dare you? And that was one of the clearest spankings I have ever received in my life from the Holy Spirit. There have been many, but that was one of the first and the clearest and instantly, from that moment on, I had to just cry out for forgiveness. That he would forgive me 
and that I would forgive those people who had wronged me, uh, whether they knew it or not. And so from that moment on, I thought, you know, I want to work for free. I want to come in every day and smile and serve these people. And every penny that I do not tip out to my, my coworkers, every penny of that, I'm, what is left, I'm going to give to the Lord. And so every single day for a month, I did that. I went to work faithfully. And it was amazing. When I was working for God, how it changed my attitude. Yet when people didn't tip me, I didn't care. They hadn't cheated me, they cheated God. They didn't know that. Whenever whenever my busboys weren't very good, like we had good ones who you, you couldn't even turn around and a table was clear before you could blink your eye. And then some were very slow, some were very lazy, some complained if I didn't. Uh, we have something called pre-busing, so... If someone is finished with their bread service plates and they don't want any more bread, just pick up the bread plate so the table looks more clean, it looks more tidy, and it makes more room for when their main meals arrive. And sometimes I wouldn't pick up those plates, and good busboys would just grab them for you, and then other busboys would complain, like, oh, you're such a slob. You're making my job harder on me. And unlike me being not able to mouth off to my guests, these were just coworkers speaking to other coworkers. They could tell us off all night long if they wanted to. And, uh, you know, so it, it was miraculous. Even in the first few days, how even when I could have a $300 check, that I have to tip 7 or 8% off of, and they could leave me nothing, and I would just think to myself, I'm giving it all away anyway. I've made enough tonight to cover what I owe and the rest to give to God. I'm giving it all away. And then, if coworkers scolded me, it's like it, it wasn't even personal. I was like, I'm working for God. And I would just, it was almost like I was passing up a telephone call if I were a customer service worker up to a manager. Ah, not my problem. Let, let me go ahead and pass you to my manager. So coworkers would scold me and I would just give it to God. Guests would rip me off and I would just give it to God. Managers would scold me and I would just say, I don't work for you, sir. I work for God. Uh, not to his face. I would think it in my heart. And there was... When no longer the stress or even taking the money personally, when, whenever none of that was a part of my work attitude, it is amazing the freedom that I felt. It was absolutely liberating beyond all of my imagination. I didn't even use what I made that month to pay rent. I took that out of my own pocket from my own savings. I didn't even want to pay for my own rent from what I was giving to God. And it was neat too that whenever I was tipping out on the portion of my sales to my other coworkers at the end of the shift, that 
I could give even more to them, whether they were whether they served me satisfactorily or not. That I could just give to them with a, a cheerful spirit, like, oh, if I give him more than this percentage, if I give him 4% of myself, then I'm walking away with less. I didn't even care. I didn't care if I gave too much because all of it was God's anyway. It was almost like he had given me his debit card and he said, ah, go buy yourself something nice. You know, and... It was... I, I cannot even explain to you the peace and the joy that surrounded my life. And at the end of the month, I asked, my roommate was one of my best friends. I asked her to, because I, I didn't want to account it. I didn't want to know how much it was. I asked her just to take the cash, put it in a tithe envelope at the end of the month, and don't ever tell me how much it was. I didn't even want any pride in me. Like, oh, I gave this much. I didn't want to know. And to this day, I don't know how much I gave. But I can tell you that I did that experiment for two years. And it is, it is honestly just unexplainable the way God showed me that he provides. That, you know, even tithing. Tithing is for us. It is for our attitudes, for our heart. It's, it's not me giving God my money. It's me giving back to God everything that's his anyway. And when I give that back to him, he can use it better than I ever could on my own. He can reach more people and do more with it than I could ever dream of. Yeah. Anyway, I... I just want to pray now, um, Lord, that you would develop in us the faith to understand that everything is yours, that everything we have and have ever had and will ever have is a gift from you, that you own the, you own the cattle on a thousand hills, like even me thinking I'm some good Christian, that how dare I curse the people your son died to save for five bucks or ten dollars when I have everything, when I have a relationship with the king of the universe, that because of the son that you gave to die for us, I am now royalty. I am a co-heir with Christ. I'm a daughter of the King. Everything I have is yours. And help us to develop a right heart and, and the faith to trust you with everything that we have and more. Anyway, uh, if you liked this episode or if you're learning anything, please share it. Tell your friends about it. Uh, if you have any compliments or complaints, uh, if you want to build up your fellow brethren, I have a Facebook page. Uh, it's called also Wandering Disciple because it's kind of what I am. It's what all of us can be. Um, we wander into our jobs and tell people about the Lord. 
Um, we let his light shine for our lives. Uh, there's a link. Click it. Share it. Join. Tell everyone. Thank you. I'll be back tomorrow.